Oh, parenting is so insane. Ugh. Or maybe toddlers? No, it's parenting. Parenting is insane, but, um, man, toddlers also are insane. They really, they really get you. They really challenge you in, in a lot of new and interesting ways. Wow. Just had to get that off my chest. But today I'm actually not talking about that. Uh, I want to talk about a topic that I found recently that's come up on a lot of the Facebook groups that I follow. Um, almost as a lot of guys are asking about it like it's a, like it's a myth or a topic that's up for debate, like something that maybe exists but isn't quite a thing, but they feel like maybe it is. And that's postpartum depression for men. Paternal postpartum depression. You see a lot of guys coming up on these Facebook groups saying, you know, do you, do you think that it's possible for men to have postpartum depression or listing, you know, a litany of depression symptoms like low mood, lack of caring about things, lack of energy, you know, pervasive sadness and asking, you know, what's, what's going on with me? Like a lot of people aren't even aware that kind of what they're going through could be characterized or described as depression symptoms. Certainly postpartum depression on the women's side, when women go through that, is a really well-known and well-established thing. It's sort of a part of our culture. Most people are kind of aware of that's something that can potentially happen to them or their wives or women that they know. I recently did an episode on that topic, but less well known and less well i think appreciated and and just talked about is this idea of postpartum depression in men that men can also develop depression symptoms as a result of or after having a baby so i pulled up a little bit of research i did some digging around just to kind of learn a little bit more about the topic and i thought i would help maybe put a few of the myths to rest help confirm that yes this is a very real thing that people go through, and it's a very important topic to pay close attention to both in yourself and others. Watch out for postpartum depression. I mean, I went through it. And some of the estimates I read range anywhere from 10 to 25% of men will experience significant symptoms of postpartum depression after having a baby. So let's get into it, shall we? Paternal postpartum depression. Yeah, I'm resilient, won't get caught up in my woes, I just do it for those ten tiny fingers and toes. So let's just start right off the bat with putting the myth to rest. Yes, men can in fact develop postpartum depression. Now, the effects from what I understand on women can get a little more extreme at times because some of postpartum depression in females really does have to do substantially with the massive hormonal shifts that they can sometimes experience as a result of giving birth and breastfeeding and all the fun stuff that comes with that for them. But a significant factor in the development of postpartum depression both in men and women is simply the fact that you've got a baby now. Or you've got a baby on the way. And I mean, that's a lot. Babies are a lot. They create a massive change in people's lifestyle and people's ability to access and seek social supports, do the things they used to do that they used to love, changes in your identity, changes in your relationship, societal pressure, just pure raw physiological stress of dealing with a child that might be screaming and yelling at you and you have no idea what to do about it. And let's not forget my favorite, sleep deprivation. 
huge risk factor in the development of depression. So that's a lot. Those are all things that can really put a significant tax on your brain and your body. There's a lot of sometimes grief or grieving for your old life. There's maybe a sense of loss for this freedom or the, the fun that you used to be able to have before having a child. There may be a sense of grief or loss for the changes in your relationship that you had with your partner. These kinds of things have a way of wearing people down. And if people get worn down enough or... You know, they get really attached to these negative thoughts and feelings that they have as a result of feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, or develop patterns of thinking that aren't necessarily helpful to them coping in the best ways. All this stuff can really build up on us and eventually lead to a massive shift in your ability to feel good, your ability to have positive moods, your ability to have a sense of energy, a sense of resilience in the face of problem solving. Decrease concentration, decrease joy or appreciation for things that you used to be able to love. When you look at mental health, and especially myself, when I look at trying to understand how mental health difficulties arise in people, I like to use what's called the biopsychosocial model, which literally looks at how your biology, your psychology, and your social circumstances all interact and work together to contribute to either positive or negative mood. So kind of as I've been going already on the psychological side, you have sort of some of these significant life changes, these big shifts in your level of responsibility and lifestyle and relationships. People may experience significant feelings of guilt or shame around their ability to parent. They may feel inadequate because they can't soothe their baby or their child the way that they want. They may feel like they can't provide at the level that they want. They may feel like they are not able to support the partner at the level that they want. And when you're really stressed out and overwhelmed, it's very easy to develop what they call distorted thinking, where your thoughts kind of run away from you and, and are much more extreme and unreasonable than they really need to be. And when your thoughts become unreasonable, that's when they really start to contribute to bad feelings, feelings of stress, and ultimately drive you into more and more negative loops and cycles of dark thinking that contribute to depression. Then on the social side, you have things like some people may suffer from a lack of social support. Either they don't have enough emotional support in their lives, people they can reach out to for help, or they may not have a lot of support in dealing with the struggles of their child. And so they're kind of left alone, either themselves or their partner, to try to figure out what to do with this hugely overwhelming baby. There's increased financial stress. There's changes in your work-life balance where you have more demands placed on your time and energy than ever before, and you're still expected to show up and perform at all these different levels. Some fathers can feel excluded or left out from the mother-child bonding because, I mean, especially at a very young age, sometimes babies just prefer their mothers. And then at the biological level, you know, you have, as I mentioned before, just the sheer increased physical level of stress that's get placed on you and the increased energy demands that get placed on you, which I've already talked about pretty extensively in prior episodes, that puts a drain, a strain on your system, which can be a very significant contributor to depression. If you have high levels of stress and they are not well managed and not brought down, they can become pervasive and really kind of just wear people down. There's the sleep deprivation, which I mentioned before, not getting enough sleep or not getting a lot of sleep is also a really big risk factor for the development of mental health difficulties. And I mentioned before hormones, interestingly enough, although yeah, I mean, women get the short end of the stick in terms of how hormones affect them and the negative effects that hormones can have on them. 
There are also significant hormonal and brain changes that occur in men after having a baby, particularly the decrease in testosterone and increase in estrogen, increased cortisol, a stress hormone, and shifts in several other important hormone profiles that affect things like mood and behavior. A lot of these shifts are designed to help improve bonding between the father and the child. The decrease in the testosterone and increase in more sort of female-centric hormones, quote-unquote, kind of encourages increased bonding and caretaking and nurturing behavior on the part of the male. However, if, say, your testosterone gets too low, that can really significantly contribute to mood issues in men. As well, some men naturally just don't go through as strong of an increase in the nurturing hormones that you might expect or the neurological changes that you would expect that allow you to develop a kind of bonded nurturing relationship with the child. And so that can be depressing as well because you're expecting this beautiful bonding relationship with a baby and then it doesn't come and you're left instead with the challenges. Um, that's really hard and that puts a big significant just emotional drain, a psychological drain on you. I mean, that happened to me. I was, I really struggled initially to bond with my children. It's gotten much, much better over time. But that, that initial period where I was expecting to feel this sort of deep, unconditional love right away, that did not happen. And instead I was left with a baby who had a lot of, you know, intense cries <laughs> and uh, a lot of screams to share with me. And it was, it was really tough. It, it really, it really put a strain on me. That's another thing to keep in mind. All of these things interact with each other. So biological problems, psychological problems, and social problems all kind of interlink with one another and make each other worse. So say, you know, you're sleep deprived, so you're feeling tired and you're a little bit more irritable than usual, and then you lose your cool with your wife or your baby because of that, and then you start feeling bad about yourself for being a bad parent or failing to regulate yourself like you should. And then as a result, you isolate yourself from your wife and shut down emotionally, and then that supportive relationship gets strained. And then because your relationship is strained, you feel more stressed, you get physiologically more stressed, you get even more reactive, and then you start sleeping worse or whatever it is. You know, these things, they all, they all build on each other and intermingle with each other. And I don't bring all this up to be negative or harp on the process of parenting as being something that just universally sucks because, I mean, it, it does have a lot of good qualities to it, and I'm, I'm learning more and more to enjoy it and embrace it every day. But there is a lot of pieces to it that can be very challenging and very hard on on men's mental health. And I think it's it's important to have these kinds of conversations and bring this sort of stuff into the light and really realize, because this is something that I see time and again in these Facebook groups, is that this is not about weakness. This is not about a lack of toughness or resilience. This is a genuine biological, psychological, and social strain that is placed on your system by parenting. And it truly can get the best of even the most strong and emotionally resilient people. So if you're listening to this and you're someone who has gone through a period of depression after having a baby or you're currently going through it, please be kind to yourself and don't be hard on yourself. Don't expect to just power through it, power your way out of it. Obviously, you want to take accountability to take care of yourself and help yourself, but this is a legitimate phenomenon that arises out of very specific and objective strains that get placed on the body and brain. It's a very real thing. And it's very important to acknowledge it and attempt to do something about it if you see it happening, because 
Paternal postpartum depression has significant impacts on the well-being of families. You know, if people get depressed enough, it really changes their ability to be positive and interact with the world in positive ways, bring their best self to their interactions with their children and their lives. It really takes away from just your energy, your focus, your concentration, your personal power. So if you're someone who sees these symptoms cropping up in yourself, or even you see someone in, that you know experiencing these symptoms, it's really important to try to act on them early and really take steps to do something about it because fathers play a massively important role in the health of their family and the growth and development of their children. And so being able to show up in your strongest capacity and best self is both in your best interest because I want you to be happy, but also it's going to help your children and your wife or your partner. Now, thankfully, there is a lot that can be done about this. I've been working on sharing various tips and techniques on how to manage physical stress in the podcast already. But other things you can do include negotiating personal time with your spouse, both allowing your, your spouse or your partner to have some time for themselves where they're not having to be a parent and able to go and do something that's just for them, that's joyful for them, but also for yourself, negotiating and, and taking time for yourself to go and do things that you enjoy, that are passionate for you, that aren't just you as the identity of the parent, but you as the identity of your own independent person. One of my good friends I've had on the show before, a fellow dad and psychotherapist, Mr. Andrew Driosto, went as far as to say, I think I'm quoting him here when he said, self-care is non-negotiable. Important activities that are valuable and meaningful to you are crucial to your mental health, and as a result, the mental health and well-being of your family. You are not being selfish by taking time for yourself and taking care of yourself. You are taking care of your family also when you do that. Obviously, things like exercise can also be incredibly beneficial for managing depression. Paternal postpartum depression also responds very, very well to psychotherapy, counseling. Hey, that's my specialty. Counseling is a very strong evidence base in the treatment of mood disorders, depression, anxiety, to the point that it's actually considered medical treatment scientifically validated medical treatment. I'm going to go into more detail, I think, on this on another episode, but just suffice to say that a lot of people I hear on these dads groups or just in general, a lot of people seem to have this idea that counseling is a nice thing, a helpful thing to kind of go and vent your problems and maybe feel a little bit better, but I don't think people realize sometimes just how much of an actual treatment, how much of a, a structured approach to improving your mental health therapy and counseling can be and and honestly just how practical and effective and and useful it can be and psychotherapy counseling has been proven to be beneficial and helpful in dealing with male postpartum depression and then finally there are options if needed like psychiatric interventions so medications a lot of people are very hesitant very leery to try medication obviously my preference for everybody would be that they don't need external chemical supports to manage their mood symptoms. But I have to say that over the years that I've had working in mental health care and also my own personal experience with taking an antidepressant, I have a profound respect for these things as a tool in managing mental health. Obviously, they're not perfect. Sometimes they have side effects. Sometimes they don't work as well as we would maybe like them to, but they really do work. And when they work, 
they provide just a substantial positive shift. They really help to kind of give you that boost to dig you out of the hole and just get you a little bit more regulated so that you can start dealing more productively with life again. Interestingly enough, the scientific research on treating depression shows that some of the best results that people get when treating depression is actually combining therapy and medication together, especially in more severe cases where people are really starting to lose function. Their energy or their focus is getting so bad that it's actually impacting their ability to live their life. That is really where you see, I think, antidepressants shine. They really help to just get people out of that hole, give them a little bit more energy, give them a little bit more ability to just kind of feel okay and feel regulated. And then that gives them the strength and the capacity to solve the problems that they're facing and benefit more from counseling and psychotherapy. I used to be a huge natural health buff. I used to be totally against taking medications. I thought they were useless and they didn't do anyone any good. And then I started working more in the field of mental health and I saw them do a lot of people a lot of good. And and then I needed one myself. I really started to not completely lose function, but especially my mood. I was really struggling to just be myself and be positive in relationships with people. And um, I was just kind of dark and angry and sad a lot of the time. And when I finally kind of got desperate enough, really, to go and start an antidepressant, it made a really positive difference for me. It's been a huge, huge help, and I don't regret it at all. So if you're someone out there who's really, really starting to struggle with your mood and you're hesitant to consider trying medication, really have a discussion with your doctor about your options and what it's like and what their experience has been in treating people with medication for mental health difficulties. They are very well researched. They have well-established safety profiles. And if one doesn't work for you, there are a lot of different options out there in terms of medications that can be potentially helpful for you. A lot of times if somebody reacts poorly or doesn't react positively to a specific medication, it's because it's just not a good fit for their personal biology. And trying a slightly different chemical or chemical makeup can almost like a lock and key. You sort of find this missing piece or this supplementary function that your body is missing out on. And you can get a lot of benefit from that. So like I said, they have some drawbacks. They aren't perfect, but they can really be a profoundly helpful thing. So to recap, paternal postpartum depression is a very real thing. It's a established phenomenon with clear biological, psychological, and social factors that contribute to its development. It has potentially wide and far-reaching effects well beyond just the individual mental health of the man experiencing it, but also potentially negative effects on children and women in the person's life. So it's an important thing to be aware of, keep an eye out for, and if you notice yourself or someone in your life developing these symptoms, it's incredibly important to try to do something about it. And the best thing is, you can do something about it. This is a treatable condition. Things like parenting classes, increasing your parenting skills, accessing social supports, increasing self-care and enjoyed hobbies, therapy, other medical treatments available to you. I'm not going to go into an exhaustive list because there is a massive list of things that can improve and positively impact mental health, but just it's very key to do something. Do something to start taking care of yourself, taking care of your mood, learning positive, constructive ways of coping and coping with stress. Keep lines of communication open with your partner and try your very best to work together as a team. 
to give each other time for self-care. It can get better, it does get better, and my hope is we can just get the word out there to guys that need it. So thanks for listening, I hope you enjoyed it, and take care of yourself, Dad.